0: four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Three, two, one, zero, zero.
1: Hello world. Welcome to The Gadget Cast, the best podcast out there. Quite frankly, I've listened to the rest of them and the rest of them kind of kind of stink. Ours is the best.
0: I'm joined always with my co-host Travis M.C.P. Space Travel. I'm here. I'm back. We're all back. It's so amazing. So exciting to be back after all this time. And what a weird time to come back, really the day before a bunch of embargoes release. So almost everything we talk about will be instantly uh obsolete by the time you listen to this. If you're listening to the audio podcast. But if you're here live with us on YouTube, it's absolutely timely.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm this mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm. timeliest uh gadget cast. Not like we've been away for a long time or anything like that. <laughs> you know, we've always been here giving you the news. Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. You know. Uh I'll start off with a couple of, just a couple of personal things because everyone was asking about it in the chat or whatever. Uh, I had a little minor uh, medical scare like, two days ago, ended up in the hospital. But um, really, it's one of those things that it's all my fault. Um, it's one of those things that I can kind of self correct. Uh, I had uh, in the middle of the night, a couple nights ago at 4 a.m., because it always got to be in the middle of the night, right? Otherwise, it's not a medical event. Um, I had a sharp pain in my stomach and was having a hard time kind of getting comfortable at all. So, Went to emergency room, found out that I had uh, gallstones, which, you know, when you hear that, you go, oh, that's not that bad. But it does, like, the, the solution to it is not only changing your diet, but perhaps surgery. So that's always a weird thing. So I may or may not get surgery. But that isn't even, like, the big thing. So that was kind of, you know, I was in the hospital for, like, six and a half hours, which is not something I, I recommend to anybody. But um, while that might be something that can get resolved with surgery, which, again, this is a funny thing, that's a funny sentence to say, um, actually, the bigger issue is my blood pressure is really really high, like so high that when they gave me the medication to bring my, um, blood pressure down, it didn't go down, which shocked the nurse. Like she didn't expect that. So it's not good. Um, having said that I'm going to do everything I can to fight that battle. And, uh, I guess I will now become an expert in, um, in blood pressure, high blood pressure and stuff. And maybe an advocate because that's, that's what happens when it happens to you, all of a sudden you want to be the advocate for everything. Uh, i guess but anyway I, i'll be fine so um catch cast is back lots of things to talk about lots of embargoes are dropping tomorrow or if you're listening to the podcast on monday today uh and are, are you gonna have your embargo list uh, video about your pixel
1: i have no idea what the heck you're talking about with this embargo <laughs> stuff i am
0: not a yeah <sighs> you you can show that you have the pixel you have the pixel i can I show know. that i have it and yeah. i
1: as you noticed i uh Oh geez, almost dropped the Pixel. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I I do have the Pixel. I can show you the back. Uh, I can't show you me. I, I don't think I can even show you me unlocking it, but I can show you the front once it is unlocked. And I, hmm. I this is the Pixel 6 Pro. Uh, Google sent it to me along with a bunch of other people. Uh, I you know I wouldn't have leaked the embargo dates, but they're out there, right? So the embargo drop is tomorrow because someone. Uh, some prominent person leaked their email from Team Pixel or whatever. Oh, they it's did? On Google.
0: Yeah, it didn't Mr. Who's that. the
1: Boss? He just showed, like, the email. of Like, hey, we're doing oh, a yeah, dual yeah. embargo. So everyone knows I wouldn't have said it otherwise. But, yes, there is, you know, that embargo dropped tomorrow. Uh, so,
0: yeah. And also for the the MacBook uh, Pros, which I know you've ordered. We're definitely well, John Prosser said that,
1: that. <laughs> is happening tomorrow, which I believe him. Uh, that makes sense. They're coming out on Tuesday. I'm very interested, Travis. This is something I've been like thinking about. You got you got a MacBook Pro embargo tomorrow, possibly a Pixel embargo tomorrow. do, do the big creators just go, here's here's one video, here's two video, right after the other? Like, what is the strategy there? Because mm. you gotta imagine those embargoes are gonna be like right on top of each other. Mm-hmm. I wonder They're- what product they either skip over and save for like another day, or if it's like a Two videos out. Just go for it.
0: Mm. I mean, they're different viewerships, right? They're, people who are watching the Pixel videos aren't necessarily watching MacBook Pro videos and vice versa. I mean, there's going to be some overlap, as there are with any tech gadgets. But I really feel like um, they're completely different viewerships. And uh, it'll be safe for anyone to, to drop both videos tomorrow at the time that You know that it is and uh you know vipers even made a good point apple takes precedence over everything
1: (laughs) like like if both okay listen you could drop both videos on the same day but let's let's just say for argument's sake both embargoes are at the same exact time is marquez Mm. putting out the macbook video first or is he putting out the pixel video first Mm. i hate to say it i think that macbook video is going up first (laughs) yeah you know that's the
0: one that's going to get the most but
1: maybe i have an advantage
0: having said that pixel 6 videos are doing very well Uh, Even for smaller creators and stuff, they're actually doing very well. There's a lot of search intent because I feel like for the first time, I guess we'll just start with Pixel for now. Um, I feel like for the first time in a long time, they have something that's kind of compelling. And I think even myself, I'm interested in the Pixel 6 and I'm going to be watching the reviews because, you know, I I think that it's it's finally a phone that seems really worthy of uh, attention, Um, mainly because, like, if you want to have someone that can battle directly with Apple, it almost has to be Google even more so than Samsung because you know, Google can, can do more with the operating system as they've shown some of the really cool things like having it make calls for you, um, to get in, you know, when you're calling something that has one of those phone trees and having it do the phone tree. I mean, that's when I saw that, I'm like, that might be worth the purchase alone. Like that alone might be worth it for me. Um, but yeah, it's for the first time. And you know, I've, I've been critical of, um, not really of the phones of the last couple of years, but just that it weren't going to sell much. I think this one will sell pretty good for them. I don't think it's going to chop any top, any charts, but I think that they've done enough and finally figured it out to get so much. I haven't seen so much hype for a pixel phone ever. Maybe except for since maybe the one or first or second one.
1: Well, listen, I can't say much about the the pixel six. I mean, you can come back for my thoughts a little bit later, obviously. I guess what I can say, though, is in regard to the excitement around this phone, um, I think Google did a lot of things right here, and I think that actually first starts off with the... Oh, let's you this. Activated the Google Assistant. I think that starts (laughs) off with the design, quite frankly. Um, You know, the last couple of pixels looked like they had no direction in design. Uh, Pixel 3 XL, specifically, was notoriously an awful design like everyone poo-pooed on that uh pixel 4 was kind of uninspired with the design the pixel 5 maybe one of the most forgettable phones of all time they literally discontinued it like i've never seen a pixel get discontinued before the the next one came out uh this one looks unique it's not going to get lost in a sea of other android phones out there this is the first phone that when i was reviewing it and i saw like family members and i was testing out the pixel this is the first one they actually and i've tested this is like i think like what three four five maybe like my fourth pixel i've been sent they actually were like what phone is that like that that's an interesting look and it looks nice and all this other stuff so um i think it's actually especially the pro i think People look at it and it gets their attention right away. And I think people first saw that with the leak design when they saw that big camera strip on the back of it. It was it was such a bold design that people were like, "Wait a minute, what's going on with the Pixel here? Uh, they're making a statement." Obviously, you can see the specs and everything for for yourself. 120 hertz display. Um, they got new sense. They got new camera hardware, which people are very interested to see. Is gonna make them the camera king again because the the thing with Google was they always use this kind of weaker camera hardware, but they really made up for it in the software. And I think this is the first Pixel we're seeing where they're actually taking possibly really good camera hardware and then mixing that with their already fantastic software. And they've been making a lot of uh, promises of they're gonna fix a lot of things that people have had problems with with previous Pixels, like video quality and stuff like that. So it's gonna be interesting to see if that all pans out. And then I think you'll agree here I think the real magic with these phones is the price point. So you have a pro phone being labeled a pro phone. And again, I can talk about the looks. This, you know, this is the most premium Pixel device that I have ever used. 100% for sure. This looks like a premium phone. It feels like a premium phone. It does not feel like any of the other uh, Pixels that Google has released, which quite frankly felt a little budgety even when they were more money. Um, $899 for the Pro. You know, that's that's a statement right there. And then the regular Pixel is what, $599? Like, that could possibly be enough with all these specs. They're making their own chip. If the camera's good, could be enough to carve out their own place in the market. And I think you were the biggest Pixel critic of all of, you know, when you looked at the last couple of phones they released, I'm pretty sure you were the one going, why are they even bothering at this point? They have nothing unique to offer but maybe this is, maybe this can finally change that.
0: Well, I mean, I always said that they were good for a budget phone Their budget pixels were always their budget great. Ones, I, just, yeah. I just thought they were swinging and missing on the flagship stuff. Uh, and, you know, I was pretty much proven right. You look at the sales figures for the, you know, that came along uh, when they would do like their their month, their yearly reports, and they would say that, you know, their sales are down. Well, of course, because you weren't, and the last one just looked terrible. So, you know, I said, their budgets are great. They should stick there, do the thing. now it seems like they just really went ham on this, which I am super excited about. I've said since the beginning that they are the one that could really be literally like the game changer. And I did a video on uh, my channel about the um, some of the picture taking. One of the things that they called out in their announcement, which I was really interested to see, um, the the ability for it to take pictures and have skin tones be more accurately represented uh, that actually does excite me because I've always thought that, um, mostly in video, but uh, even sometimes in, in pictures that, uh, skin tones look really weird sometimes, uh, especially in like even iPhone videos. They just looks weird. Uh, but the, the quality that we saw from the screenshots that I shared from, uh, this, uh, this guy on Twitter that, uh, I follow if he follows me and, uh, really talented, uh, really kind of big TikTok guy, I guess. Um, You know, I saw the difference and I was kind of excited about it. And for people who don't go through this, which of course someone in the comment section, I knew they were gonna come, just didn't get it. And they were like, oh, you know, I'm a white guy. It doesn't look good to me all the time. So I don't know why you guys are all excited, but I'm like, it's because you don't have to deal with it. The thing is like, that's what I hate about things like this. Like some people need a license to be on the internet because they really should just have it revoked. I'm like, you're making yourself look bad. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're making yourself look bad because by saying that, because you don't experience something in the way that everyone else experiences, that it negates their experience, which is one of the worst things you can say. One of the least, like, it's just, it's just dismissive. Um, but that goes for anything. That's like, well, you know, my iPhone works, which, you know, by the way, my iPhone works great. My battery life has been getting weird over the last update I'll talk about later, but um, like my iPhone works great. You should never have a problem with it. Well, there's a lot of people who have problems with their iPhones or with their Android phones or whatever. And just because you don't have that same experience does not mean it's not valid. Um, But I'm excited by this because it actually took time and you can see that it wasn't just, I thought it was a slide and I was like, is this really gonna work? But having seen it in action, I'm really excited about it. So I hope that um, Apple gets gets on board of doing this too. And, uh, and, for, and the thing is, for people that have had this issue for years, they're gonna love this. For people who just don't get it, they're not gonna understand. This is a, actually a very big deal. So super happy, um, super happy that uh, this is happening among the other cool technology there. They actually did something that I think moves the needle in a more important way, which is kind of acknowledging people for who they are and what they bring to kind of, um, uh, just acknowledging a person let's just be, let's just put it like that so i dig that i love that um and the rest of the can the rest of the phone itself looks great uh, we just are not the only thing we're hearing from people who have it that can't review it yet are these little oh my god oh this is great oh i can't wait to tell you like all of these interesting little tidbits and i don't know greg if you were to not are you first of all are you doing a review
1: that's that's what i'm trying to grapple with uh hmm. Uh, what what kind of video I want to do first and uh, maybe I'll talk to you about this privately and get your thoughts yeah. on it on what would be the better strategy for me because yeah. I know when this happens there are going to be a flood of things and uh, I, I might take a little bit of a different direction with it but
0: as, as uh,
1: I do eventually want to get back and give this a full review and I, and I almost feel like maybe I want to spend a little bit more time with it too uh, but I do think I could pretty much publish a review by now, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. There's definitely going to be something for me. I just, I just got to see what I want to do with the, with it and the yeah. timing, but I, I definitely plan if it's not, you know, this week or whatever uh, to do a full review on this product. Eventually.
0: Weirdly, this is one of the most important Android releases in a long time, which is a funny thing to say, because um, up until this point, I would have said it's going to be just another, you know, if it wasn't for this, all the changes they made and all the things they've done, all the improvements they made, like another, another pixel re- release is kind of like, eh, whatever. But this is actually a fairly important one for Android because it seems to be intriguing to everybody and it's getting a lot of traction. Uh, YouTube, there's lots of views on videos for YouTube, for YouTube people talking about this. So it's been really interesting. The dual embargo thing, uh, I'll just make my one comment here because I know there's a lot of people who have a lot of thoughts about this. First of all, people who don't know what an embargo is. It's why Greg can't talk about anything about having the Pixel. He just basically has it. It was sent to him. And by tomorrow, when the, quote, embargo releases, then you'll see these videos on YouTube uh, with reviews and stuff. Because they're being told, hey, we're going to send this to you, but you can't say anything about it publicly until this date. What Google did, and what has caused a little controversy is, um, I, I know Mr. Who's the Boss talked about this briefly um They gave people the first embargo date, which was last week where people could say, oh, okay, here's an unboxing, but I can't show you the camera or the video or anything like that, right? Um, And a lot of those were like larger creators. Now, Team Pixel is really cool because they're actually sending, they're sending phones to smaller creators. They're sending it to creators like Greg, who does primarily Apple stuff. I mean, Apple would probably not send an iPhone to someone who's just an, an Android, uh, YouTube channel it just wouldn't make any sense, but Google is feeling very confident and they do right. So, what's cool about this? Is, normally, what happens is, especially for bigger products like an app, like any Apple uh, product, is the day of release, you'll see all the large YouTubers with videos and none of the kind of medium sized or smaller YouTubers with reviews because we have to wait till after we've purchased the product to get it. But what Google has actually done here is they've leveled the playing field. So, tomorrow, you're gonna see uh, video reviews by all size creators, which I like, I actually like that aspect of this embargo deal. So for me, um, I'm a fan of it, even though I'm not taking part in it, I'm a fan of it. And I think it's, um, I think it's pretty dope.
1: Yeah, um, I'm obviously in this embargo, so I guess I can speak more from personal experience. Uh, Obviously there was an initial embargo date of this let's call it the unboxing embargo date where you can just show the phone. Like I said, I could show you the front. I could show you the back. I can't show you the camera. I can't talk about it. And I think that's fine. I actually, I like the idea of the dual embargo in a way uh, because I feel like it allows, it it allows everyone to be on this even playing field. And it kind of makes sure that, you know, anything with a review video is going to come out in a week and at least if you've had a week to spend with the phone Mm -hmm. i think you can give it more of a fair shake whereas if google just put this embargo up and and ship these phones and said you know what just go say whatever you want about the phones on monday when you get them uh, i feel like there'd be a lot of people rushing out to get whatever take they can get on it and maybe make some mistakes reviewing this product because they're not really taking their time with it they're more concerned about being first trying to get views on it yeah so i kind of like the dual embargo. You know, uh, this all blew up because Mr. Who's the Boss kind of like published the email. I don't think it would have got this kind of controversy that it did. Uh, He obviously made that video with Marquez about, you know, embargoes and stuff and how companies try and control the message. And and let's be fair, this is Google trying to control the message. They're getting two news cycles out of this by doing this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, What I will say, though, is that, you know, Google is extremely generous with these phones. And I know that they've kind of been put in this bad light where people think Google's being really controlling. They're saying, post this unboxing video, then post another video after this. You didn't it's not like you had to post an unboxing video. I didn't post an unboxing video. I, I didn't want to do that. I said, I'm gonna wait till I can actually talk about this phone. And the thing I really liked about uh, this whole process, and I think this is maybe the most trans, Maybe the most accessible embargo that I've ever like read is that they said, if you do not wish to participate in this embargo, we will send you this phone after the embargo. Mm-hmm. So they're being they're saying, if you don't want us to if you feel like you're being, uh, you know, s- like you can't say something or whatever, we will send you the phone literally after the embargo. And I don't know too many companies that would sit back and kind of do that thing going, hey, you know what? If you don't want to participate in, in the embargo, we will still send you this phone. So right. I, I think they deserve all the credit there. I'm not going to poo-poo them for, for an know. embargo. This is very standard common practice. I think the only person who might not do a dual embargo is probably Apple at this point. You get the, you get the Apple thing. Yeah. There's a set embargo. Uh, they want the whole coverage right then and there.
0: Yeah, because they can they can dominate the news cycle. They don't need yes. anything other than that. So, uh, yeah. So hats off to Google. Pretty cool stuff. Um, I got a lot of feedback from. Uh, some of my videos are like, well, you're not—they're not sending you uh, pixels because you said this video about not doing Android phones anymore, which is completely untrue. Number one, they haven't sent me a Pixel phone since Pixel Three, so they've been ignoring me for a while. Number two, and probably more importantly, in that very video, I actually mentioned that I did want to review the Pixel and that I would not just not do Android phones anymore. But you know, no one wants to—no one wants to remember that. I mean, no one wants to say anything about that because that would ruin. Uh, their little slam anyway um so pixel six we'll see what's going on this coming up week hopefully we'll see some great reviews um certainly interested in it but we'll see uh we'll see how it all shakes out because there are still a lot of questions battery life and some other things all right well you know we gotta talk well before we get to the big thing let's talk about a couple of other smaller things um the HomePod Mini minis they come in the HomePod minis, now, Travis. that's come literally on, what i was know. gonna say that's literally what i was gonna say um, again a blue one i see listen i would get them if 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 i was uh, if i had any of them but i I, I have echoes everywhere there's no point for me no are you no sense are you getting any of them
1: uh yeah i think i'll get a i think i'll get one why not let's see what it looks like they look kind of cool i was kind of like i wish i didn't get these boring colors (laughs) like i kind (laughs) of wish i got these from the start because i got like the Uh, blue iMac i feel like i should put a blue one right next to it look pretty cool
0: feels that way plus they have that uh, with that feature where you can use the those with uh, speakers for your Mac can't you yeah, you can. Think yeah, of you can
1: actually do like a speaker setup. so
0: Which uh, is pretty dope. That's a pretty dope uh, idea.
1: Uh, Trent says get blue. You know, I might I might just... Uh, I might pull an all colors unboxing thing. I don't know. <laughs> it feels like a pretty easy one to do to complete the set now. So maybe I'll get all of them. I kind of like the yellow one too. I was looking at it. I'm like, this is the Canoopsie edition.
0: You, you really have to see them in person because some of those colors look different in person.
1: Yeah, like, I feel like with the HomePod, it's probably going to be more... It, they look pretty bright and vibrant rather than like some of the other suspect apple colors. Where you're like, is that really blue? Is it, you know? Mm. So I think they will be good here. Uh, cause it looks very bright and vibrant. It's those like more pastel colors where you're like, all right, hold on a second. How, yeah. how does this look when the light hits it? Oh, it looks like silver. Okay.
0: Right. Exactly. I hate that. Yeah. Um, also, so, I mean, but it's the same exact product. There's apparently no Nothing changes there, to yeah. it. Um, we did I, hear actually, well, go ahead. I will say, just, you know, a little bit of inside baseball
1: because the HomePod was such a failure, the first HomePod. Um, The fact that these minis are being released in multiple colors, I think tells you something about the sales of this product. Mm. And I think it's doing better than the original HomePod. I feel like they would not release separate colored like HomePod minis if this thing was not selling well. Like this thing obviously is selling a lot better. They would have not have made separate SKUs for it if these were just going to sit around. So, That's actually interesting because we were wondering, can Apple actually make a comeback in the home speaker market? They've lost so much ground with the original HomePod and they sat there forever with that really expensive speaker and they needed something cheaper. And when the HomePod mini came out, there's a lot of questions like, is it is it too late? Like you guys waited forever to do this. And I guess it might be working out for them. We'll see
0: yeah and i it must be because you're right like you wouldn't just come out with a color refresh there's no reason yeah. so it must be doing well and plus the price makes sense so, i mean that was the problem with the other one the price yes. i was well you said about a lot of things for apple like the 19 dollars wiping thing that i'm sure you ordered anyway i do i got the hottest product
1: of the year a, a <laughs> cloth that's delayed until january i ordered that right away i was like 20 dollars cloth all right I'll make a video the, on this. I got you it. You
0: absolutely <laughs> better make a video on it. Um, oh, oh absolutely. When is it coming? Are you gonna get it in time or I think I
1: think I think on launch day. I'm gonna get the launch day twenty <laughs> October twenty sixth. I'm gonna get a nice
0: cloth. The day you know, one edition. Day um, one
1: edition. You guys slept on it and now you're crying because you can't get one for
0: Christmas. But don't <laughs> worry about me. Greg got one. He's good to go the other thing to keep in mind uh it, it well i, I didn't i didn't notice this no one mentioned this until i saw sam and i update talk about this they actually kind of updated the airpods pro a little bit um the mm. case is now uh magsafe compatible which is an interesting addition um it, now of course the current the new iPad airpods which we're going to talk about in a minute have that as well but it looks like they've gone ahead and made the the charging case magsafe compatible on the airpods pro if you buy them now so I don't know how that works for, like, going into a Best Buy. How are you going to be able to tell the difference? Because those are probably going to be older stock. My guess is if you really absolutely want that, you buy it directly from Apple.
1: It does say it on the box. So I've seen the box. And it says, with MagSafe charging. So okay. that's the way you can tell. But I think oh, okay, normal cool. people won't know or care. <laughs> yeah. Let's be
0: honest. Now let's talk about the new AirPods uh, before we yeah, get into AirPods some of their services. So I actually, I have decided to, <laughs> I wasn't going to get them at all, but I'll, I'll tell you, I um, I'm getting a, a, I'm getting like solid views on the one video I made about it. So it seems to me people are interested because not a lot of people have talked about it. Uh, I'm sure there'll be reviews this week, obviously. Everyone's gonna review them. And I'll see how it goes. But and now um, I'm gonna have to try to get it in store day one because if I try to order it, I wouldn't be able to get it anytime soon. The, the new AirPods are essentially, in a lot of ways, AirPods Pro without the noise cancellation, basically. I mean, there's some other slight changes here and there but for the most part that's what they are um the there are no tips to them so i'm interested to see how the noise isolation is going to work because that's actually one of the reasons that the airpods pro works so well and sound pretty good um is that they have tips uh, but also that's been the bane of my existence because those things keep slipping out of my ears i actually kind of hate using airpods pro for that very reason there's just other other products that I just enjoy more for that. But of course, when you get something that's Apple, it all works together and it's kind of cool that you can just shut your phone down and go to your iPad and it automatically starts playing there and all that other stuff. When that, when that does decide to work, which sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I mean, I, I might get them just because there seems to be a general interest in it. Are you getting them? Do you care about them? What are you thinking?
1: Hey, I was uh, I was totally sleeping on these at the event. I already have a pair of AirPods Pro. I don't have any problem with them fitting in my ears. Um, So, like, that whole day, that whole day, I was, you know, we were... we Travis and I did a live stream on my channel, and, like, I was, like, panicking because I couldn't get, like, my MacBook Pro order in, so I was so distracted. (laughs) I didn't order them at first. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I don't feel like I want to cover these. And then I was, like, sitting there at night, and I was, like, looking at, like, everything, and I saw, like, they were still available to, like, order for, like, launch day, and I was like, I guess I'll order them just... Because I'm sure, like for my channel, it's very apple centric, I'm sure people are going to ask me, "Hey, Greg, yeah, do you recommend uh, AirPods 3 or AirPods Pro?" And I kind of just want it to have yes. uh I kind of want to have a reference point because I don't think these are gonna I personally don't think these are going gonna sound good because they don't have the tips to isolate the sound. I feel like that was a big reason why the AirPods Pro sounded a lot better than the original AirPods. Now, Apple said it's a new design. It's going to be more in your ear. So I'm kind of interested to see if those claims are true and if these basically sound like AirPods Pro uh, without the noise cancellation. And if that, if they are AirPods Pro without noise cancellation, uh, and you know they get like slightly longer battery life and all this stuff, I guess it'll be a good product. I guess it'll be worth it. I mean, I say I had to get them for a reference point. I feel like. Realistically, I could have just pointed them to El Jefe reviews and been like, you know what? Whatever El Jefe says, that's my take on it. So,
0: pretty much that's what I'm going to do because <laughs> no one's going to beat uh, Jeff for yeah. what he's going to do with these. I'm just going to give Jeff my own it. thoughts on it. Uh, I'm going to try to get them. Oh my God, it's so expensive. I was just looking at Best Buy. I can still get them uh, release day for shipping. I, I, I kind of want to go into the Apple store to see if I can get them that way. Um, but my, I mean, it ends up being $200 for these after tax, yeah. which is i'm you know I, I, for 200 dollars, little earbuds just I, I have a problem with that
1: i will say i'm not surprised that your video got traction on them because we have to realize that there you know there was airpods too but it was kind of like one of those like fake refreshes of like oh it has wireless charging now like it was kind of like a nothing mm-hmm. these are literally the first redesigned version of the original airpods and those are apple's most popular wireless earbuds are even more popular than airpods pro so you got a lot of people who probably have old airpods who are looking at these going all right it's time for me to get a fresh pair
0: so yeah i'm actually well here's the other thing um i also know that they're incredibly popular in general and whether the tech space is interested in them which is why you didn't really see a lot of videos about them which is another reason probably why my video did decent is because there's not a lot, of, a lot of content, but there's a lot of people that are interested because they're new AirPods, to your point. Like, they've sold so many AirPods over the last several years that you can't ignore this product, even though you might want to. Because like, oh, it doesn't really look any different. It's just uh, AirPods Pro without uh, noise cancellation, but that's enough for some people. Yeah. That's enough for some people. So we'll see. Um, I'm placing my order right now to be delivered to me because, ugh, almost $200, my gosh. Um... At the end of the day, I, people are interested. And I, I think that's what really matters to me is that um, if, if the people that watch me are interested, then uh, I'll do it. And, of course, I am going to tell them to go watch El Jefe's reviews because it is going to be better than mine 100%. Like yeah. that's that's really what it – let's just be honest about it. That's, that's going to be better than mine. But, um, yeah, we'll probably both be able to cover it somewhat. Um, let's real quick talk very briefly, though. Uh, about the Siri music, uh, thing. Cause that was kind of controversial too. the uh, Siri yeah. only music, uh, deal.
1: Uh, there was a lot of confusion because, um, I was confused too, watching the event. I'm like, wait, what is this for, what, 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 what are you talking about? Siri voice? What is all this nonsense? Um, listen, I, I, I know we don't really have to spend too much time on this. I got it when I finally thought about it. I'm like, oh, this is like the Echo plans you can get that where you can only activate Amazon music through your Echo. And I think I think Amazon's is like I think it's like four dollars a month or something like that. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Like this is a plan for like people who have like HomePod minis, which Apple is trying to obviously like we said, the sales are probably doing well. And they're trying to penetrate that market more where you don't use another service. And a lot of people look at a $10 music service and they go, eh, that's too much for me. I don't I don't really use it that much. But hey, if you can sell me a $5 thing where I just tell Siri I want this to be played or I want this station to be played, that might be enough for some people. So I think it's overall a good thing. I'm not going to say it's a bad thing because um, another thing I was thinking about is if, hey, let's say you're blind, you're visually impaired, maybe you can't even use like the the regular music app well now you have a cheaper way to access this music all through siri so i think more options are good you don't have to get this plan if you think it's dumb if you want to you know i personally i would like to have all my music on an app and scroll through it i don't want to use my voice all the time i'm not going to get the plan but if you sound if this sounds like this is something for you for five bucks why not
0: yeah i mean it is just another uh entry point for a service which of course they make a tremendous amount of money on so let's, let's just be real honest about it. it. It might just be kind of here. You never tried Apple music before. Here's a cheap way of doing it. You're going to, we're going to kind of hamper a little bit in the ways you can, you can access that music. You can only do it voice only, but to be honest in my house, I only ever use voice with my echoes around the house. Um, and I think what might, what might, maybe they're betting on is someone gets used to it. Like, oh, the music is cool. The quality is good. They have a lot of options. But now I kind of want to be able to, when I get on my phone, I don't want to have to do it by voice. I want to be able to look at it. Maybe I'll pay that extra couple bucks. Now they, boom, snagged you for something else, uh, which is a smart business move. So if that's the case, hats off to them again. And Apple knows their stuff, man. They're selling out these darn $20 freaking brushy thingy, whatever that, I can't even say it because it's so disgusting. Uh, they got a cloth. You can probably get one from your local Dollar Tree for a dollar and charge them $20 for them. Um, they know how to market things, man. If nothing else, whether you like Apple or don't, they know how to market things.
1: Yeah. I will say, though, I'm picturing this world where obviously I don't think they'll ever do this because they're not selling, they don't have ads on their service. So they're not making any money that way. I almost would have loved to see Apple put this service in here as a free thing. As like, hey, you get a HomePod or you have an iPhone and you wanna tell it to play a song, we're giving you Mm -hmm. full access to the music catalog completely for free with no ads. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like that would be like crazy. Like I feel like that would explode the popularity of this service even more to where people would actually probably upgrade more to the $10 tier from what this offering is because <clears throat> I'm kind of skeptical how many people would actually sign up for this anyway. So I I would have loved to see like a super aggressive move of like, let's just dominate the music industry and get everyone on board. And just like you tell Siri to play a song and they'll play it. You know what I mean? Like you, you'll play it. I thought that would have been so cool.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, as always, uh, what we sometimes think Apple is doing wrong inevitably gets proven right because people just like uh, it's just like apple so much it's uh it's kind of it's a cult let's be honest it's a cult it's kind of <laughs> only weird. a
1: cult uh, could sell out a 20 dollar claw let's yeah that's
0: gotta be it it's gotta be it man and i was um uh, weirdly so weirdly the other day which you know someone might have on the show in a couple of weeks i was talking to chris perillo who if you're not if you are um an old school viewer of like tech videos and stuff um the uh chris perillo has been around for a very long time i saw on his podcast the other day And, um, you know, he's a guy who's gone from being all into Apple to kind of being not against Apple, but like out of Apple. And the one thing he had to say and he kind of agreed was like, once you're in, it's kind of like this this quicksand. Like you can't you can't get out of it or anything like that. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, that was a cool uh, uh, stream. I was I was listening along on Twitch, Uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, Travis, but maybe Hmm. maybe we'll hear from Chris one day. I gotta yeah. say, if you're a Chris Perillo fan, I do believe <laughs> he is on Team Cancel Greg. He is. There was, a, is, there I, was a little conversation well, where Travis was talking about Gadgetcast, and I'm like, ooh, Chris Perillo, I watched this guy forever. I watched this guy for like, I don't even know. I don't even wanna say how many years. And I was yeah. watching, I was like, I was like amazed. I'm seeing Travis right next to him, like, wow, this yeah, is was so weird. cool. All of a sudden, I hear my name, and I'm like, oh. And then oh. Chris, Chris just goes, yeah, I don't think I really agree with him. Much. And I was like, "Oh no, no! Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think he would know who I was." And to hear him go, "I don't think I would agree with him much," was uh, that's that's all kind of I needed to, to hear. I think he's gonna. <laughs> I think it was Team Cancel, Greg. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got a shirt already. Jeez.
0: Well, it had to be kind of fun too, because you know, for it's like anything else, man. That, that's a guy I watched for many years. I mean, since before two thousand nine. Um, so it must have been still kind of cool where he knew he were because I I was kind of excited he knew I was too Um, it's kind of funny when we can geek out about something like that but yeah we'll have Chris on at some point um, also, I see that uh, technically, for anyone who's just getting into the live stream, I, I did talk about my little health thing at the beginning of the show, so definitely check that out. Yeah, I, we're excited to have him on, and, and uh, I know Nikias wants to come on, uh, who's definitely an incredibly talented um, creator uh, on YouTube. I'm, doing putting the, stuff. I'm
1: putting the kibosh on Nikias coming on. That guy's making like Hollywood drone movies. I can't have it, him on, you know, I can't expose him to any more people. And uh, risk his popularity soaring. Let me tell
0: you, he is absolutely killing. He's like the he's like a mini John uh, Morrison with like a different vision. It's it's incredible. I, he's really been doing some good stuff.
1: Yeah, that whoever is flying that drone, I gotta like you know be like, hey, you know, yeah, I'll pay double. Get you know, <laughs> <laughs> bring your butt over here. I need hey, you. Re- hey, you know, Rebecca in the chat. I want to point out. <laughs> yep. you, did, you know, I saw. Uh, Travis had a really great collaboration with Renee. If you're interested in these M1 Max, which were I think we're about to talk about in, in a second, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I learned stuff. I learned stuff watching that video, and that was crazy. I'm like, whoa. So uh, Renee, at the end of it, said he liked me though. So I thought that yes. was a big win. So
0: here, definitely go watch that video, especially if you're interested in what we're about to talk about right now, which is the M1 Max, uh, M1 Pro. Oh my god, the names are terrible. M1 Pro and M1 Max. Anyway, it's I wanted to dive. Worst it really is. Their naming schemes That's are almost as bad name. as Sony's. Um, I will say though that I wanted to do a video about like why these processors are so important kind of to the industry at large. And the only person I can think of that I could get on that would be great for it was Renee. So there's a video on my YouTube channel. Um, links are in the description links are in the, uh, show notes as well, uh, from my channel. Um, that was absolutely fantastic. Renee just killed it. I mean, I, the thing that was really nice was all I had to do was ask questions and then just let him talk. Um, and I learned a bunch and I knew I would, which is why I put it out there. So I hope if you're really interested in these uh, laptops and want to know exactly why these are so special, you gotta watch that video. I don't typically shout out my own videos, or pr- I, but I'm proud of it. Not because I did anything. I didn't really do anything. <laughs> Renee just really, Renee just laid it out. I was like, that was an yeah. awesome video. So yeah, super, super, super awesome stuff. But let's talk about it. Uh, first of all, before we get into what makes it, what, what did you buy? How much did it cost, Greg? Just lay it all out there. Let's let's. What did you buy and how much did it cost? Okay. Okay.
1: I got a. Uh, for me, for me, I got mm-hmm. a uh, fourteen-inch MacBook Pro. I went fourteen-inch. I might regret that because, mm. as we'll talk about in a second, mm-hmm. uh, I got. Should I just spe- I gotta spec this out, I don't even know what uh, what the cost was, because I didn't want to look at it once I did it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I got a 14-inch MacBook Pro, and then I looked at the processor options, Travis, there were so yes. many, so many, there were. I didn't know what to do. There were. So I went there were. all out, I said, give me the max with 32 core GPUs. Oh my gosh! Then... I thought I'd be fine with 32 gigabytes of memory, and at first I put an order in with 32 gigabytes of memory, but then I saw Canoopsie order the 64, and oh. I saw Brandon uh, from This Tech Today order a 64, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not gonna <laughs> be the guy without the 64, so I got
0: 64 as well. How much more did that cost you just to do that switch? That was an extra 400, so. Oh my God, you got influenced, you got finessed. I
1: did, I got influenced, I got FOMO. I was like, wait a minute, I don't wanna be the only guy with the 32. Then storage. Now here is where this is gonna make the most sense for me. This is the most, it's gonna sound like the most outrageous part of the purchase. It actually makes the most sense for me because I work with so many video files. I'm always offloading off external drives and I really want it just a big thing of internal storage so when I take this somewhere, I don't have to lug around an external drive with me and I can work confidently on like a couple video projects. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about going eight terabytes Mm. That was $2,400 for an add-on. So I went I went one lower. I went four terabytes. And the final cost of this product is $4,699. <laughs>
0: oh, Lord. Okay, so that's just one, though, right? That's, that's that just one. one. Oh, my Lord. Why? Why did you do why? I have an Apple channel. <clears throat> What's the other one? And why did you buy a second one? So I bought the 16th. <laughs> oh my lord
1: too but that i bought a base model of so you know you
0: almost did the opposite of what you should have done
1: what was the what
0: you almost did the opposite you should have maybe done the maxed out 16 and like the base model 14
1: maybe Um, well
0: let's talk about why that actually probably is the case now what did you find out recently that that um makes it so that you feel like you may be missing out a little bit on your 16.
1: so again, classic Apple over this week of speculation about these MacBook Pros, there was always this speculation that the 16 inch was going to perform a little bit better because it's a bigger product. Obviously it has more room to dissipate heat. So you, you assume maybe there's a slight advantage in thermals. Maybe it's got like a 5% boost or a 10% boost in a uh, performance. Uh, but then we actually learned over this week that there's actually something called like a high power mode on the 16 inch. And, uh, apparently this like wasn't in the presentation, which, again, it's classic app, right? They left something out Mm -hmm. that maybe – which I don't know why they left out because that meant more people might have bought the more expensive – like, why wouldn't you tell people that? Uh, But this high power mode is only available on the 16-inch Max version, so you have to have a 16-inch with a Max GPU. And apparently, it sounds like it's just going to, like – this mode is basically going to be like, we don't care about battery life and we're just going to run the fans at max speed constantly. <laughs> now, I do feel like I'm missing out here, but realistically, I do have to say, like honestly, as, as a reviewer who's reviewed like these M1 machines and, and seen has like what ha- what fan performance has been on those, I feel like this is a feature that if I had, I would probably never use because mm. number one, I don't think I'm on the extreme end of the spectrum of someone who would need this. I think this is for really, really, really heavy computing tasks. Like the, the example Apple gave was like color grading, eight K video stuff. And it's like, okay, I don't even work with eight K. Right. Um, then, uh, the other issue is it's going to make the fans like super noisy. Like if Mm -hmm. it's running at max speed, And one of the things I love about the M1 architecture and one of the things I hope I love about these new Macs is that these current Macs, you don't hear the fan. Like, it's dead silent. Everything Mm -hmm. runs cool. And on a laptop, you actually want that. You don't want this thing getting hot. You don't want it making a bunch of noise. So even though it's an option and I hate to miss out on options, that's just the type of person I am because I'm so into tech. I hate, like, missing out on a feature. Realistically, I don't think I would end up using it.
0: What That's think, fair. Right? That's fair. I mean, I, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, these things are so ridiculously powerful as they are.
1: The The, the current machines already, mm-hmm. honestly, seriously, are already pretty much exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. And I would say the one limitation with my current M1 machine isn't even CPU power, it might be a little bit of graphics power, but the real limitation is the memory. I would like a little bit more memory with it because it only goes to 16. So, that was kind of my main concern. Everything else is kind of icing on top of the cake. Hopefully, we'll see how these machines perform. We don't yeah, know.
0: Yeah, and I f- and again, if you want to kind of know the the intricacies of what the processor means and what like what it can do what the system on a chip can do why it's so interesting, definitely watch the video I did with Renee. but Um, The long and the short of it is this is a this is still based off the M1 architecture, which makes it almost scary Mm -hmm. because of the the numbers, which, of course, we'll find out this week how much of the presentation we can rely on as far as the performance, because we're going to see a whole bunch of benchmarks and stuff this week with these uh, new um, these new reviews. But like I said in the video, I believe that Apple was telling the truth because they've already done this once before with the M1 and they were right. They, you know, they, they told us something without, you know, they came out with a processor, they came out with a system on a chip and they said, it's going to do all these things. It's going to be amazing. And of course you're going to be, you're going to be like, uh, you've never really done this before. You've never done like your own processor for a laptop. We know these are basically iPad um, processors. Let's see what you're talking about. And when people got them in hand, they're like, holy crap, they were right. So now they have my trust. I can believe what they're saying in these benchmarks and stuff. And I can believe we're going to see incredible uh, performance. We will probably also see times where it's like, oh, it's not as good as I thought it would be. But let's remember, this again is still what we were calling the M1X for a long time. It's still based on the M1, it's not an M2, which I can't even wrap my head around. What would an M2 Pro or Max, how would it possibly do more than what these are allegedly going to do? It's just insane.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's been some like leaks. I I did a video on this covering uh, like the benchmark scores. And again, these are just benchmarks, but you can kind of get a good idea because you can kind of see a chart of everything else and what their score was. You kind of get a power comparison here. And it looks like the CPU on this thing um, is higher than a 12-core Xeon Mac Pro, a full desktop computer, Mm. big, has tons of room to dissipate heat, 12 cores, like a a beefy thing that's like ridiculously expensive. And it looks like the 8-core CPU in this thing is beating that machine. This is a laptop. It's not a desktop, too. So you're looking at this performance, and it's like, wow. And especially with the energy efficiency that these chips provide you doing yes. it at much less energy than Intel or AMD. And it makes you wonder like, w- yeah, what is next for these chips? Like d- d- they still have to release desktop, real desktop class versions of these chips. And the thing that has me really excited is uh, Mark Gurman did the first leaks on these chips and, and he got everything right. All the core counts were right on these chips But he also, in that same report, had leaks, Travis, for like the next Mac Pro chips, which I still think are going to be based on M1, not M2. But uh, he was saying there are going to be 20 and 40 core processors for CPU and then 128 GPU cores at the high end. So that is insane. Like, I don't know who will need that. I don't know what kind of thing that will be able to do, but uh apple led and i think this is very telling apple could have led with the design of this macbook pro which i think we're about to talk about they could have led with that in their presentation they led with the chips they let the chips do all the talking before they even showed off the new thing that was going to be inside of them and i feel like that just speaks to how confident they are and how much they know at this point that the real secret sauce to any of this isn't even the computer at this point it's their chips
0: Hmm. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to concentrate on the chips because there is something, something special is happening. And when you have, um, when you have an SOC, they can do all these things at the power in which they're doing them. And that's really kind of the key here. Um, and you are new, kind of a new face. I want to say you're a new face in, in the industry. You're not really, cause they've been doing the A processor for a while, but look at the thing. The thing is this, you had, um, Intel and AMD, doing these chips for a very long time and looking like they're being caught with their pants down. Like where, it almost makes you wonder have they been sandbagging all this time? Because how how can it be like one of your main things, your thing to make processors and some other company that's been doing other things and sometimes even buying your products as part of their products, come out and do it better than you. It doesn't make any sense. And it, it, it just brings to me a lot of questions A lot of questions, but the good thing is that we will all prosper in this, which also means as these processors become the baseline, you're going to see some ridiculous things that, um, these computers, laptops, and, you know, even phones can do.
1: Yeah. Um, going back to your point about like, how did this even happen? I think, I think Renee in your video was talking about it and he basically said, uh, I think he said that. Apple had, you know, all these other manufacturers, if they were to make a a chip for the phone, they would have to take what was existing power-hungry chips that were designed for desktops and laptops and bring that down into a phone. So maybe they could get all the power there, but these chips are not energy efficient, so they don't really know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Where with Apple, on the other hand, they started off with the most constrained device possible, a phone, the most constrained thermally Device. So they had, and, and battery and everything. So they had to start by making these chips super power efficient. And from there, they were able to scale the opposite way. They didn't start with power first, which is how AMD and Intel started, right? They were putting their chips into desktops before they even put them into laptops. So with Apple, it started all the way from the opposite spectrum. And what you're seeing here is, you know, we can talk about performance, and it looks like these machines are, don't get me wrong, they're performing ridiculously well, mm-hmm. but the thing that Apple was really able to focus on was the efficiency, where all these companies couldn't. That that's how Apple got so ahead of all these other companies, and why, you know, you would think, well, why can't Intel just make a version of this chip? Why can't AMD make a version of this chip? And their expertise isn't there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes it easier if you're already constrained to then go bigger than it is to go smaller. I mean, if you yes. just think about it, it makes sense. Um, yeah i mean at the end of the day th- this week is exciting for tech we got the pixel as we talked about before we have the macbook pros which we'll be talking about a lot because uh greg will have his win
1: <clears throat> tuesday hopefully
0: tuesday. so you'll definitely <laughs> I, be kicking out a oh, bunch of this videos. is a
1: gadget cast story i can tell go ahead this yeah. is a funny story so i got my order in for the macbook pro you know i was mm-hmm. stressing about it that day mm-hmm. um I was, you know, sitting the other day and I was just like, you know, looking at my email and I see an email from Apple and it goes, problem with your payment method. Huh. Like, what? Huh. What? Huh. what do you mean <laughs> problem with my payment? <laughs> what are you talking about? So I look at the thing and it says, we could not charge your card. Please, you know, contact Apple or uh, change your card payment method. And I was like, mm-hmm. OK, uh, I looked at my Apple card. And I saw a charge there for, like, $5,000. And I'm like, "My the charge is there. What do you mean, like, you couldn't charge it? So I, like, went to the site. I went to, like, reauthorize the card. And it kept going, payment failed, payment failed, payment failed. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? So I had to contact Apple. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I had a little bit of remaining, like, Apple gift card balance in my account. And it applied to the order but i think like something screwy happened where like some of that balance because because it was like a pre-order and like you know there was time like they don't charge it until it ships mm-hmm. so i think what happened is like one of my apple services also got charged and it took some money out of my out of my apple account from the gift card section and basically what happened Travis is they were short on this payment for like five bucks oh and the the lady on the other end was like yeah uh all you need to do is like deposit five do- like i was like i already got this payment blah 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 I like i must have like sounded like so stupid she's like yeah you just need to like deposit five dollars in your apple id and i'm like wait what <laughs> that, that's what i need to do <laughs> so i did oh my that God. i got so oh. scared i was like i'm not gonna get this macbook
0: yeah, um I, I don't think I'm gonna be getting any of the MacBooks. I'll definitely be watching with intent to see what uh you know what's going on. Uh we we'll talk maybe next week about the supposed uh MacBook Airs. It'll be coming you, next year.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that next next week. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, we'll talk sure. about these pros next week too. Oh, 100 percent what, what what about the computer itself? Because this is you know, we talk about the chips. I think that's honestly mm-hmm. the main portion of this, the performance, mm-hmm. all that stuff. That's what the pros yeah. care about. But there's some other things we should cover. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the design of this thing. Cause that generated a lot of controversy.
0: So it was one of the first things I talked to Renee about, uh, the notch. Cause that's what everyone's talking about. But I, I, I feel like it's so it was based on something you said. in I think the live stream we were doing where I was like, well, uh, you said that, that whole top section isn't being used, um, for the most part anyway, which is true. I, I don't understand. I, I do understand what I think why they have a notch when they don't need the notch. The notch really on the phone is for the Face ID, which there is not on the Pro, right? So why is it a notch? And I I would normally tell you they should have done a punch hole, but John Prosser tweeted something that I think was so accurate um, and maybe unfortunate that it's more about when you see that you know it's a Mac. So could it be that that entire notch is there specifically to be the new thing that differentiates it visually because apple thinks about these things it's it's really strange they could have easily done a punch hole and been one of the first laptops uh, that i've seen with a punch hole camera i don't know why they wouldn't have just done that but instead they did this other thing that they caught a lot of junk for when the iPhone 10 first came out and still catch junk for today. I mean, to be honest, I still don't like the notch, but I'll deal with it. Um, it is a weird decision that I'm sure had a lot of meetings. I can just imagine the meetings they had at Apple going back and forth on that whole idea. They had to have because looking at it, it's a little unsightly because you're not used to it. We'll be interested to see all the software hacks that'll come out, the, the, bar, the dark backgrounds, how software actually uses that area or not. I think what's going to happen is it ultimately will be forgotten and it won't be a big deal, but it's just weird to see.
1: Yeah. You know, I've seen the branding argument and I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. I, I agree with you. Like people see the notch on, on phones, especially they go, ah, oh, that's an iPhone and, and all this stuff. I feel like in the laptop world, I feel like the first thing you see when you walk into a room and someone's using the MacBook is the giant Apple logo on the back of it. I don't know if they really need that branding with a laptop. The first thing you look at isn't the display. Like, you know, you walk into a cafe, you see someone sitting down, you see that giant Apple logo. Like it's, I'm surprised they didn't bring the glowing Apple logo back. I thought that was the most distinct visual branding of MacBooks that they used to have. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I personally think, and maybe it could be branding. I personally think, it goes beyond that. Um, when you look at the laptop space and you look at all these other competitors that have these ultra thin bezels, you know, there's, there's laptops out there that have thinner bezels than this MacBook pro. Uh, but one of the problems that these laptops have is the webcam and any razor thin laptop, at least from what I could see. And I asked people to maybe try and find me something that met these specs. Uh, the webcam's awful, or they put it down, they put it like downward, like upward facing, so it's like catching your chin like this, giving you an awful angle. So it doesn't seem like people have solved this problem, because with cameras, you need a certain set of optics, you need a certain set of space to fit these sensors in. And I personally, and I actually have a picture of this, Um, the, the MacBook Pro, it's more than just a camera. So if you're talking about a hole punch display, there's still sensors that (laughs) Apple uses. They use an ambient light sensor up there. They use the True Tone sensor to change the color temperature. Um, Maybe some microphone stuff like that 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 are kind of up there in that camera array already. So I don't think they'd be able to do a hole punch anyway. I still think they would need some sort of like bar or strip. So I think the reason it's there is space for the 1080p camera, which again, uh, these other ultra thin laptops seem to have like a 720p webcam. Obviously, this MacBook Pro was partly developed in a time where uh, there was a lot of remote work. And we all seen the stories about how awful laptop webcams are, right? It's been a big focal point of these past two years. So I think they went, you know what? We're going to do function over form. We can make the thinnest bezel up there. But what's the point if we got a crappy webcam? I also think, if you want to twist this even further... I feel like it's inevitable that Face ID comes to the Mac. I feel like that's a system that they'll eventually have there. I feel like maybe it was designed to have it on this Mac. Maybe there was too many component shortages and they couldn't get enough Face ID components and they had to, you know, um, there's a story about there's actually iPhone component shortages when we didn't think that would actually affect Apple. It's affecting them now to where they don't think they're actually going to meet their holiday sales for the iPhone. That's a big deal. So we don't know if these camera components, if these Face ID components are mixed up in this Component shortage, I'm sure they are, cause like everything's short at this point. Uh maybe they initially plan to have face ID in this thing. Mm. And rather than do another redesign next year or the year after that, just get people used to this design and then next year it'll have face ID. That's another take I could go with, because I feel like I just feel like face ID is eventually gonna be in every Apple product because that's the way it seems to be going, and I and I don't real I don't know why the iPhone and the iPad would have Face ID, but the Mac wouldn't get it.
0: Yeah, I, I well, well, I also you know I've talked about this before, where I think sometimes they put certain features in a product that's a little confusing. Uh, when they first put the center stage in the iPad Pro, I'm like, that's more of a consumer level thing. Um, and while I think Face ID absolutely makes sense for um, for you know a pro laptop i'm unsure that like anything above and beyond just having a nice cam- uh nice webcam makes any sense for you. you're not going to do like a video on it. it doesn't need to have light well i guess the lowest light sensors for the um for the display
1: yeah for the uh auto brightness and then the uh true tone
0: yeah i just wonder well, like how there. much how much of that needs to be in that big ass notch I-, I just feel like it can probably be done more elegantly anyway it doesn't matter it's there i think it's fine <laughs> I think it's at a. The not- end,
1: at the end of the day, that is the thing, though. Like, I think the only alternatives for this were: Would you want that whole menu bar to just be a right. big bezel? Right. And personally, I wouldn't. I'd rather you know what? Put the menu bar up there. Let me get every other part of that display with mm-hmm. all the space I need. Now, you kind of alluded this alluded to this before. The Mac is not an iPhone. The Mac is way more customizable i've seen people say they're not going to get this laptop because it has a notch listen if you really hate this notch <laughs> there's already i've tweet i've retweeted it there's already people who have made software and they put a big black bar at the top and went the notch is gone because you can't do that on iphone because the iPhone's so locked down on a mac mm-hmm. you can run that software and you will never see that thing
0: yeah 100 <laughs> percent like it for me it's pretty obvious that um that I, I listen, I shouldn't say anyone shouldn't complain about a $2,000 minimum, uh, <laughs> product. I mean, yeah, you can absolutely complain, but complain if you buy it, uh, you know, if you don't want to buy it and that's the reason you're not buying it, then you don't need it anyway. Cause that's not going to stop most people who need a product like that. They've been waiting all this time. The notch is just like a slight inconvenience. If even that, if they even really bother to, to care about it. Um, but I get it. Listen, it's a weird, weird move on Apple's part. We can definitely critique it and say that, Hey, you know, if you're, if you're defending it, you're just being a sheep. Okay. Maybe I guess, but maybe there's functionality there that that is actually better to have it that way than to not than have a bezel where you don't get any of that usage. Like I would much rather, I mean, if you look at it compared to the, the, the one picture that came out, if you compare it to anything else with a screen, you can now put the status bar and everything up in that area that you would normally have to shift down if you use that same area on a flat, no notch display, and people aren't thinking about that, you are literally gaining more display, which most people want. It may not be a whole bunch, but you are gaining some. So I understand why people are, are complaining, but I think they're being very short-sighted about it, but we'll see, we'll see this week.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I think the more impressive thing, and you know, the notch always takes the story, um, the displays in these things are insane. So mm-hmm. it's basically the 12.9-inch iPad Pro display. I, don't, I feel like on GadgetCast, me and you have both said, like, man, iPad hardware is so, so ahead of Mac hardware. And I think this is the first time we can say they're on an equal footing. Uh, maybe the Mac's even better at this point because now they got the better chips and everything. And there was a mm-hmm. there was a time where the iPads had better chips and better screens and better yeah. hardware. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now that's not the case. So uh, mini-LED displays these are probably going to be some of the best laptop displays you can get. And they also have 120 Hertz, which is, a, you know, the promotion thing, which people are going crazy about for the iPhone. And now, uh, the laptop has it. So I think these are going to be really, um, good displays, not only to like watch like movies on, obviously that's, that's where you'll notice it. Cause you'll get all that HDR that you couldn't get before. Mm-hmm. I also think, you know, from a content creator perspective, I really feel like this is going to be a shift for the industry, And I really feel like it's going to speed up adoption of HDR content, which I think is the next big move. And I think you're going to see a lot of smaller creators, maybe like around our size, maybe a little bit bigger, shift into HDR because to do this before was very prohibitive Mm -hmm. because you had to like, you know, the only way to do this on a Mac before is to get like an HDR display. And even if you look at PC monitor displays with Proper HDR, I'm not talking about... There's like fake HDR out there too. Proper HDR, 1600 nits. Um, you know, Apple sold a $5,000 display without a stand. I think that's all you need to know about like how hard it was to kind of edit that content. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can buy a $2,000 MacBook Pro, I know it sounds expensive, but if you really think about that display, that is... And I'm sure Jonathan Morrison would be the first to say it. That is going to be like a game changer because mm. people can actually have a monitor that's good enough to properly edit their hdr content on and you know the ipad pro actually got this first because they had this display but uh most of the people who are editing this stuff use a macbook so i feel like it it probably won't happen overnight it's not like the macbooks are going to get released tomorrow and everyone's gonna be like oh i'm gonna do hdr but i feel like this is a shift because because apple did it in this product it's going to come down the line eventually and i feel like we're going to get these displays that are capable of it the process is going to get easier and i think you know, from a YouTube perspective, I think we're gonna see a lot more uh, HDR videos on YouTube. And I'm really excited for that, because HDR so. when done properly, man, does that look great.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Um, finally, before we before we go on, we we'll definitely have a, we're definitely gonna talk about this again next week, so don't worry about it. If everyone's like, oh, I wanted more. Well, don't worry, you're gonna get more. I just wanna real quick say, congratulations to my good buddy here, Greg, for passing 200,000 subscribers. He did it finally, ladies and gentlemen. He's oh, uncancelable. So very happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you do anything to celebrate?
1: Um, I, I was out eating dinner when it happened, so I guess that was a celebration. Very Not nice. really. Very nice. Personal celebration. I was like, yeah.
0: Celebrate Thank me. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Uh, I'll throw this me.
1: anecdote up there about reaching 200,000, which right. I guess you'll find interesting, Travis.
0: Go ahead. <clears throat> I, was, I I remember
1: like in 2013. We were talking about Chris Perillo in the beginning of the show, so it's kind of mm-hmm. funny. I remember around like 2013, like I was like, I was really into tech YouTube, probably more than I am today, to be honest with you. I was oh, wow. watching so much Chris Perillo. I was watching his live streams like all the time. This guy was live streaming every iPhone unboxing, and he had the live he had the camera going like 24 7. It was yeah, a crazy did. time.
0: It was insane. And I was
1: watching all of his stuff and I was really into him. Uh, 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 MKBHD was like coming up. And I was like looking at these guys in like 2013. And I, I distinctly remember this time period of my life because I was so into it back then because I was not like able to afford these products. And I was like, wow, these are like the biggest guys on YouTube. They have so many subscribers. They're so big. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought to myself when I reached 200,000, I looked at the Wayback Machine, you know that where you can, like go look at like Internet Archive stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. let me look up like Chris Perillo. Let me look up like MKBHD, like 2012, 2013 era. Mm -hmm. Do you know they had 200,000
0: subscribers? (laughs) That's crazy, man.
1: That's crazy. I thought they were the biggest people back then. Like, when I think about it in, like, my life, and I think about, like, scale and everything and and how, like, big, like, people were to me back in the day and how important it was to me,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like those, like, I feel like Chris Perillo back then was bigger to me than, like, MKBHD is right now. Not not saying MKBHD isn't huge. Obviously, he's fourteen million, like huge, like massive, way more, right, 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 right. way bigger than he was then. But like to me, mm-hmm. that was like the biggest person in the in the industry, and, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. and it's crazy to think I'm at the point where they were. Yeah, then, when you saw them, like, yeah. And then I'm like. Well, I don't feel that big. I feel kind of, like, ridiculously, like, small still. So it is weird.
0: It is same for me, too, man. Like, it's hard to ever feel like you've accomplished anything because you're always constantly trying to get to the next level. and Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's a um, never-ending, never-ending, what is it, a treadmill, basically. It it can
1: accelerate, though, because I remember... um, I think floss like got to like a million, like two years ago, but this guy was putting out content. What just as long as some of those people, right? Like yep, he has mm-hmm. been doing this for a long time. Yep. And I always thought it was criminal that it took him like so long to get to a million. This guy was like just a personality, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, he, yeah. This guy doesn't even have to show his face in a video and he has mm-hmm. more personality than me and Travis put together. True. Like very true. Very it's true. crazy. But like, I remember Floss getting to like a million like two years ago. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so happy for him that he like got that. Mm-hmm. And like you look at his channel now and I think it's, I think he's like very close to 2 million. It's kind of crazy how fast a channel can accelerate too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, can. like this guy was doing it for like 10 plus years to get to a million. And then two years later, he's at 2 million. Like it's weird to think about it that
0: way. Yeah. No, it, everything can be... Uh, exponential as things catch on. Yes, Um, it's like a snowball. It can be. Avalanche. Absolutely can be. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, leave us uh, some uh, emails and voicemails and all your things. There's links in the description and in the show notes if you listen to the audio podcast. Uh, Definitely thank you for joining us. We'll definitely be back next week. I know we had a couple weeks off, but there's so much to talk about. We can't miss any more time. Yes, can't. We will 100,000% be, be back. We
1: didn't even we didn't even mentioned the new MacBook Pros have ports, but we're going to yeah. talk oh, about that Oh, we're going to go next into that. Yeah, we're going to go, go into, into that, that next sure. week. Don't worry. I'm, you're going to be so sick of my videos by the time mm-hmm. next week rolls. You're not even going to want me to talk about it. You're going to be like, oh, <laughs> talk about this thing again?
0: Come on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, of course, he's Greg. I'm Travis. It's GadgetCast. We'll see you next week.